0: Hi everybody and welcome to the latest episode of the Endless House podcast. I'm joined by William and Anthony. How are you both?
1: Very well, mate.
0: All good, Stephen. All
2: good. Celtic are back in action. Back to winning ways. It's all good in the hood.
0: Hundred percent. Thank God that international breaks over, lads. That's just felt like an eternity. You know, I know. Obviously, oh, well, you're, puts you're, you're he
2: preaching puts,
0: to the wrong crowd here, Stephen. He puts <laughs> on a, his Braveheart cap and all freedom and all that. He loves his company him with the uh, whole shambles is over and done with, and they're back. And <laughs> even the Frank Craig, White, the Legend, and Ryan Kelly, Jed Thomas, Alistair Jack, all in this early on. We appreciate it, and we'll start off at how we always usually do on a Monday with the Super Six. And at the moment, joint top is Francis, our very own, and Alistair Jack on 97 points. We can't seem to get him off. It's it's so annoying. It is really annoying. And then coming in at third place is Sean Ross. Fourth is William. And the round off the top five is James Bowie. And also, as you all can see, our sponsors down here, Beer52. William, you had them on Friday. How did you find them,
1: the beers? I had the whole lot. They were they were the reason I had the hangover on Saturday. <laughs> I actually tanned the whole box on EarPod and then on the Boise bus after it. So I lovely, lots of good, all the all different sorts of flavors. There's coffee ones and all that in there as well. And I don't drink coffee, but it was dynamite. I enjoyed it.
0: Uh the coffee one took me by surprise. I was enjoying the wee <laughs> little like craft beers and then bang I had the coffee one. I was like a wee bit like oh, but it's aye. actually very very nice. And again, if people want to take advantage of that. Beer52.com beer forward slash sales. Get your free case. You cover postage, and then it's a su- subscription basis, which you can cancel at any time. No cost involved, all that type of thing. But 100%. Alistair Jack already here, lads. Stephen trying to be positive <laughs> tonight. 100%, <laughs> Alistair. I'm, I'm never anything but positive. But we'll start Willie, with the game. Obviously, you've done a, a mega shift on Friday. You're on for basically four hours doing something, podcasts or sales and bust film with Phil McGinley. Then you come off the weekend came Celtic back in action. We a wee recap summary of the game. How was it for yourself?
1: Um, <laughs> much mm-hmm. like the Champions League endeavours this season, but we actually got the victory. I thought. I thought there was a lot of wasted chances, and um, I don't know. We just it seemed like another game where we didn't get out of second or third gear. But uh, listen, three points is all that matters. Back top of the table again after uh, our neighbours across the city. Uh beat hearts and at in, in the afternoon kickoff, so that's all that mattered was the three points, and you're not going to go out there and tan everybody 6-0 every week. Uh so yeah. listen, it's another another three points in the bag. Very happy and move on to the next one, move on to Wednesday.
0: Yeah. I mean, honestly, I think Williams right in a way, like we're not expected to absolutely rip things apart all the time at South Park. And I think to be fair, when you say that the game kind of was reminiscent of the Champions League so far, I 100% agree that there were so many wasted opportunities, Anthony, and obviously you were at the game with your your son, wasn't it? You were at the game with your son, so...
2: Uh, No, my my dad on Saturday.
0: Oh, your dad? Well, fair (laughs) enough. But, I mean, it's like, what was the feeling like in the crowd? Was there any kind of anxious moments of fun?
2: Yeah, yeah, there there was, to to be honest, and I think that kind of I think coinciding with obviously the disappointing result before the break, and then of course the you know expected walk in the park uh, for Rangers against the wee cousins, um, it kind of <laughs> led to that kind of a, a little bit of jitters. And um, I think there was just that eagerness that they wanted the, the crowd naturally. You want them to start the way we've been playing a lot at the start of the season. You know you think of the Rangers game and stuff with Dundee United and, and whatnot, but. I, th- I think this is a scoreline that very much flatters Motherwell. And um, mm. as much as maybe things that, you know, the final pass didn't quite go away or, the, you know, we maybe missed quite a few chances. Um, the Some of the, the nonsense I've read in the, the papers and um, even on the way home, I normally just stick the, the Celtic tunes on on the way home in the car, but we couldn't get the, the signal to work. And um, so we ended up for our sons having to listen to Clyde 1. And um, there was actually Celtic supporters phoning in to Clyde once saying that we, we were lucky to get away with a point. We, you know, almost as if Motherwell could have won the game. Uh, and you just think, you know, you know, what drugs are these guys on sometimes? <laughs> um, we It was a narrow win, but it was a win. And it was a win that was OK. You always, when it gets to 89, 90 minutes and it's still only one goal and there's, you know, a, you know, a wayward pass like like Rio did. You know, there's always going to be naturally a bit of jitters. But it was similar for me to the start of the season against Aberdeen, where it was one nil for a long, long periods in the game, and harsh when, you know, Yakimakis didn't score the second one until right at the end of the game. As much as the the scoreline suggests that it was very tight and narrow, and that we rode our luck at times. There was never a, a doubt for me that Celtic were coming away with a victory here. And um sometimes you can do all the everything right and d- d- the scoreline just not go your way. Not forgetting as well, because obviously Sky and stuff other outlets haven't showed it on their um on their highlight package conveniently. But just if anyone's not aware, Celtic were denied an absolute stonewall penalty kick as well, mm. um, midway through the second half. So if that goes in, you know, you're you're two nil up and you're absolutely coasting by that point. Um so like like you say, uh, uh, of course, looking at the the, the stats to the right off the course, you think, oh God, this has been a, a close one. But Motherwell will never end the game. Any team that comes parts of Boston, has thirty percent possession got, got exactly what they deserved. Hee Yeah,
0: I, think I I do agree with you to the extent. Kenny was at the game. Uh, Stephen was at the game, and the crowd were a bit negative to be honest. I kind of got that vibe. Willie, when I uh, fancy. Got the watch some of the match. It was an absolute shambles. Me and my granddad trying to find a. You know what I mean? One of them things that they kind of get the game on and that, but it wasn't for happening, but I managed to catch it. But in terms of the game itself, before we get into the goals, one thing I do want to talk to you about, you, you mentioned the Champions League and the whole technical side of things, trying to take your chances, seems to be, not disappearing, but from the last couple of games, it's kind of went from regain. game. We've seen Kyogo miss like two headers from close range, from rebounds that he would have buried, I think, on another day. Um, Calmex scammed one over the bar and it got put back to him. And and the box and a couple of chances they got went begging. Is is that a concern for yourself? And do you think maybe the break international break came at maybe the wrong time instead of trying to right the wrong of the defeat against St. Mirren straight away in then week or the next weekend?
1: Um. Yeah. No, I'm not concerned. I'd be concerned if we weren't creating chances, but we're creating barrel loads of games still. Uh, so I've not got any concerns with that. Uh, like we say, there's ebbs and flows. We're going to score. Six goals, one game, and then not not do so well in the next. But uh, yeah, so I'm not I'm not worried at all in the slightest. Uh, but I think we'll still go and batter teams, and and, we're, uh, <laughs> and, we're, and we'll and we'll, we'll continue to do so. And uh, yeah, totally. I think the international break did come at the wrong time. Um, two or three weeks ago, everybody on all corners of the earth were saying that we we're going to absolutely stroll the league because we were flying. And now all of a sudden, it's like the poor opposite, and it's panic stations, and it's it's just a bit, a bit too much. Um, like uh, some fans are fickle. There's going to be negativity, and a, a, if a bad run is a one league defeat and a, a a defeat against Real Madrid, a league defeat, which can happen. Bear in mind, we went a year unbeaten before that. That seems to be forgotten very quickly. Um, and then a draw away. In a tough game in the Champions League, if that's a bad run, then gee, oh, so <laughs> what was Lennon doing? Uh, <laughs> that's what that's so, so that's what. that was another point I was wanting to make as well. Why I'm not worried, um, because we're creating the chances. I, I, you look back to when Lennon we, we, we were going through games and we were barely getting a shot on target. There was actually games where we didn't get a shot on target, uh, that, that's not the case now. We're absolutely dominating games and uh, just it's just one of those things. One 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 week you're gonna spank goals in, and one week you're not. Man City have done it this year, and I think Man City have been beat this year. They're also scoring goals for fun. It's going to happen. Uh, we'll still stroll the league.
2: Just sad sadly, yesterday.
1: yesterday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Imagine having like Holland up front the Scottish league. I'll be scary. Oh Jesus! Oh, but I mean, well, really made a point there. Actually, and it's like supporters are fickle, hundred percent. Me myself, I, I kind of. Get a reaction, knee jerk after a game, and kind of flan off the cuff. You guys have seen that before countless times after um, different results of against Celtic. But I'm feeling, I think it is right because you look at the the fixture itself, Motherwell, and in the podcast beforehand, we were predicting an easier victory, maybe a three or four nil. Think you said as well, Hassle free nil, if I can remember on the last podcast. Napoli, so that there was there was high expectations. there are getting into the game. It's it's one of them ones for me. This clinical thing has to improve. Kyogo missed at least. Three chances. He could have had four goals, including the one he did He did get, by the way, which I think was spinning into the net. The no matter already hit that header, I think it was spinning over the line, but he does took it like a, a good goal scorer does. But is it a concern for yourself?
2: No, I mean, like Wally says, I'm. I'm. if we weren't making chances, um, and there has been periods um, in recent history where we haven't been looking great in games and not getting any chances at all. I mean, you remember in... Brendan's third season, but well, the, well, the, the season in which he left um, halfway through, there was a game at Kilmarnock where we, where we lost the match and um, we didn't actually have a shot on target. It was our own goal that put us um, put us 1-0 up and we lost the game 2-1. Um, we didn't register a shot on target against Kilmarnock, who but, you know, they were in the post-Steve Clark era at that point. So, you, you know, you start to think to yourself, well, you know how, how are we... How we not even getting a shot on target against them against Kilmarnock So yeah, I would be more worried if we weren't creating them, and I just think that naturally will will come back. But you know, there's like the thing we say: there's there's tight games in every season. There's tight runs in every season. And I'll let you. Here's a run of ten games, right? And here's here's the results. I'll let you. I'll let you. Um. I'll quickly run through them, and I'll a wee question then right. So. Celtic 4, Thistle 1, Celtic 1, Hamilton 0, Celtic 2, Dundee 1, Celtic 1, Partick Thistle 0, Celtic 3, Hamilton 0, Celtic 2, Ross County 0, Celtic 2, Rangers 1, Celtic 1, St Johnston 0, Celtic 4, Hearts 0, Celtic 1, Aberdeen 0. That's a run of 10 games between the start of December and the end of January. In one, in one season. What season do you think that was, Stephen?
0: Oh, recent. Jonathan, that, looks, that makes <laughs> back Big Chief. Uh, let, let me think.
2: Was it uh, Rogers last season? It wasn't, no. It was the Invincible season. Invincible so season, the early run of yeah. 10 Invincible games season. between the start of the festive period and just after the winter break where we played 10 games, six of them were only won by the odd goal it was affectionately and amusingly known as the slump by the media. And, a, you know, a slump in which you win every game. And um, so there you go. The likes of, And I remember being at a lot of these games, the 1-0 against Hamilton and Thistle, Dundee. All of these teams made it awkward around that time for us. And, you know, there was a lot of no scoring and Sinclair's been wasteful, etc. My whole point being, when you think back of the Invincible season, you never remember the dodgy game against Dundee or the narrow win against um, County. You remember the three trophies and the free flowing football. So this is just, like I say, it's, it wasn't great on Saturday, but by the same point, we weren't making lots of chances and that will all come back. It just needs to click again. There was a little shock to the system against St Mirren, but blips can happen and it's all about how you recover. And we recovered with a win and that's all you can ask for. And um, three points in the bag, back at the top where we belong and we move on to the next game. Thank and you for the way way. as well, <laughs> he's come up
1: all night researching. Kyogo, up all Kyogo, night researching. Kyogo getting out well. No wee bit of stick, but you know what I mean—a wee bit of c- criticism, maybe for you, and for you in the chat. I, I agree with it. I agree. Um, with it, he's got seven goals in eight games this season in the league, and so unless you're Haaland or peak Messi, that's fucking outstanding.
0: <laughs> well, I do get what you're saying, but there there is a case, and you even said it before, William, where he has to be more clinical. We've all said it. I there agree. I don't. Take,
1: I, I, no, I said. He, his I, I, said I, I said he's not the greatest finisher in the world. Yeah, But seven goals in eight games would argue against that, to be
0: honest. No, 100%. And McGrannley comes in, <laughs> high voice from my dad on sea. From what I saw the game, they missed some chances and should have had a penalty. Right. 100% that was a, a clear handball. But we'll kind of move on, William, to the goal week and see that before we talk about the good stuff that Celtic got done in the game. And there was some of it, let's be honest. Um, we've been a miscommunication between Uralovic and Joe Hart. Watching it back again, obviously, in the moment, you're you're cracking up and you're a bit frustrated and that, but it looked like to me that there was no talking between them. He went the chest to back. It gave me the the re and Fraser Foster vibes against Ryan when it went into the back of the net and he just walked, looked, looked away and started smiling a bit like Granovic's done, which I don't understand. I'd be
1: yeah, absolutely, be.
0: F- yeah, would be fuming with myself if, if it done that and fuming with him as well. But what I think the issue is there is it just one of them things that happened, or is it I one of them things that's a bit like
1: I, yeah. I tried to watch it back and I thought, I, I like. It's hard to tell, but I thought I seen Hart shouting. But um, nevertheless, it's it's just bad communication between the two. Um, but I said in the group chat at the, at the time when he walked away and he was kind of uh, smirking, I it was I really really ticked me off. You, can, you, you can't you be smiling away at that, and uh, I really 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 annoyed me. But in the same token, when that goal went in, I never there was no panic stations. I was like, oh, we're going to go and score two or three anyway. Well, obviously, only scored one, got, but they got the win. Um, I think the defense has been so good this season; it's a bit mm. of a shame that that's happened. Because other than that, I can't remember a chance where I was, I was uh, freaking out. Other than we'll talk about it later, Cal Mac bringing the boy down when he was going clean through. Other than that, there was never a happening, heart, heart in the mouth moment for me. Um, I thought we cruised the whole game, like Tony said, we had seventy percent possession. Um, and with absolute cruise control, so it's unfortunate that it happened. But again, I, I, I didn't think we were ever in any bother.
0: Aye, but when you when you make a mistake like that, it's a bit like Jesus, come on, get your head in the game. It's a bit like the complacency setting, wasn't it? And he was trying to be a bit too casual and knock it back. And obviously, actually, Joe Hart's running towards him, the ball <laughs> ends up past him. Joe Hart tries to get it, doesn't happen, and that's well, how it's organized.
2: I, I did think at the game, looking back. I I think Hart did shout for it, but he maybe didn't just shout, maybe loud enough. I I, I mean, as much as you, you know that I sometimes are overly really critical of goalkeepers, but I I put it more that. I, mean, I think they're both at fault, but I blame Juranovic more for the angle at which he chests it back because you see, from a wider perspective, Maeda is already starting to make the run out on the right, and we know how. Much Joe Hart, even when it's a goal kick, he likes the ball boys behind the goal. We have two balls at either side, ready to go. Um, so the minute the ball goes out to play, we start again. Joe Hart was running in that direction, but what I could see with the sole intention of getting that ball out to Maida as quick as possible. So the way in which he starts to take off, I think Juranovic has got more than enough time because he's not under any pressure to just realise right. If I'm, I'm. I'm Head, put chest in this back in the wrong direction. And um, and again, also, I mean, I know that it would definitely go against Angie's teachings, but if Juranovic felt that he was perhaps under or he maybe didn't know if there was a man behind him or anything, you know, there's the old saying of, you know, if in doubt, kick it out, you know, so if he, if, if he was unsure about anything, just clear your lines. You, you don't want to be chesting the ball or try to do anything fancy around the six yard box. So, as much as I love wee Pitbull, I think he was at fault more uh, than than Joe Hart for the goal. But um, aye, it is, it's it's one of the video nasty ones that'll end up on one of these football howler, you know, compilations on YouTube, no doubt. But um, thankfully, it just didn't prove costly.
1: And we talk yeah, about 100%. Fickle fans now. He's he's been getting it in the next sense. And Ralston, you forum. ready for this?
2: Are you ready
0: for this though? About <laughs> about Joe Hart and I. Monty, he usually winds us all up, but I think he's being serious here. I didn't really want to say, but this I'm going to put Seagrass in night and give Hart a kick up the arse really. What he said about that?
1: Yeah, that's, that's fair enough. <laughs> I disagree. I think Hart's been immense all of last season. Frankson, I agree. And, uh, I, I, I think he's been immense last season. I think he's done a lot of good this season as well. He's contained studs to the heat and got stapled and, and continued on. Uh, just weeks ago uh, he's pulled off some wonderful saves as well I think, uh, I, think I was looking far too much into the, the few negatives rather than looking at the, the other side of things for me in my opinion is that, and it's the same with he's been getting this he's been getting stick all this week and I can, talk, I can understand why because Ralston's numbers are brilliant and he has been every time he comes in he looks superb and if you look at the numbers for last season Ralston's assist stats and, and goals is second to none so um, if we're tooken, looking at rotation, I think Ralston's one that would, for me, maybe will be looking to come in a bit more and get more mm-hmm. game time. But I think it's a bit harsh to say that, like, uh, <laughs> certain fans were screaming that he was worth twenty million upwards going to Chelsea a few months ago, and now he's no He shouldn't be in the, shouldn't be in the team. So, uh, fickle fans, like I say. I mean,
0: they come and do for your opinion on it, Knight, Gibson, King. There's a few people, actually. I agree with Monty. Seagrass is, is bursting as his balls to start. I say i for a game two nine. We always say rotation. Why can Hart not be rotated for Seagrass for a couple of games?
2: Well, I just think it would be, and I accept that he's an experienced goalkeeper, but I think it would be very, very foolish to drop your number one goalkeeper during a, a league campaign. Now, I accept that, listen, I'm... I'm not against Seagrass, thing you're you're a, a very decent goalkeeper um and it looks as if he's perhaps going to be he's, he started against ross county in the League cup if i remember correctly so there's every chance he'll start uh for park when we play them in the when we play Motherwell in the, in the quarter but um i just I, I, i'm i'm never a big... unless it was like a, an absolutely like, you're talking john McLaughlin levels a he, he for drops in for him but even then i think i, I just think there's there's a bit of a stigma attached to, to changing your goalkeeper, and like I say, I think the the ones that he, yeah, he definitely could have done better for the second goal against St. Mirren. I think there was a lot of say people thought he was at fault for the first goal as well. I didn't I didn't sign up to that. I, I think yes, it was at him, but it was going it was going so fast that it's beyond them before you can even get a chance to react. So yeah, I can say that he's, he could, definitely could have done better with a couple of goals. But I don't know if Sigrist is becoming, you know, Jack the the, the you know Jack Wilshere or one of these other players that you know that the the less they play, the better they get, and um, you know we've seen it last year. Everybody was a lot of people were screaming to get Julian back in the team because Starfelt would you know maybe give away a, a stray pass or whatever, and we've seen what happened there. So um, yeah, I, I, listen, unless it was unless he starts throwing them in on a really consistent basis. I don't see any, I see no evidence or, or any sort of conclusive proof that Joe Hart is not, is not the number one at Celtic going forward. I see Crystal, time will come. He's, he's, that, he's too good a goalkeeper for it not to, but it's not going to be this season for me. Uh, fair enough. I mean, Martin comes in, and I do agree with this. We discussed it before. I thought Hart could have stood
0: taller and stronger at the Shakhtar goal. 100%. Mm. Kaiser with a tongue-in-cheek comment. Uh, bring Barkas back. Coincidentally, <laughs> though, he kept his uh, third clean seat in
1: a row for his new club. So, Look you never at know. you keeping tabs on Barkas? He just can't let him. go, can he? He just him. can't let go.
2: By the and way, see, this,
1: well. see that? All oh, that chat yeah. with Seagrest, I'm really surprised at that. I would, never thought, I would never have thought the, fact the fan base would be going. That's nah, it's interesting to hear.
0: It's a bit like, I mean, because we always talk about rotation for me and the one player never really is affected by that talk is Joe Hart, and that's fair enough because he's been absolutely superb. And as Anthony said, you can't really fault him or drop him after three or four mistakes. But if this trend continues, where he's he looks like he's at fault or there's miscommunication, maybe dip him in now. We've done it with a lot of players, and it's helped. We've done it with like, Alex Jada, with Mieta, with Abada, and he's he's one of our top goal contributors like, in the whole
1: team. I hear what you're saying, but a lot of that sounds to me like it's not about rotation. It's about Joe Hart's been missing secrets should come in and i don't agree with that at all no not for you but for the chat for the chat that's what i was getting but i just don't see it i I honestly think we've lost one league game this season we're top of the league (laughs) we've started off decent in the champions league we've got two big home games coming up which could we could be doing wonderful things in europe and i just feel like it's it's starting to get a bit negative now and i'm like i don't Mm -hmm. understand why like we're, we're, we're still flying
2: it, it's yeah. just that I mean, for I, I accept that there's a debate to be had about his, the goal that he lost against um, Shakhtar, but what seems to get a, a lot of the, the, the that's a lot of people are using that as evidence as to why Seagrist should be in goals, and that's fair enough. But what seems to be forgotten is the two or three big saves that Joe Hart made that night. So you know, you got to you got yeah take account into account everything before before coming to that before making a conclusion. I would say, and for me at the moment. Joe Hart's the number one. I agree. Um, Monty comes in, does the fan I round it off here. William, I just
0: believe Seagrass is a very good goalkeeper. Hart isn't going to be around forever and we need to see if Seagrass has the stuff to be Celtic number one. That's fair enough as well, to be fair. You know what I mean? And then Alistair Jack, where is he? Let's see. Me and William, the voice of reason. <laughs> the voice of reason. Well, I don't know about that, but sure, we'll go with that. <laughs> Kenny comes in, spot on. William, two months negativity on Hart. Now, game, for my point it wasn't negativity, it's just about the rotation aspect that we always speak about for the team but we'll move on to some of the good stuff William will happened within the game and probably the star man of the whole occasion was Rio Atate, I thought he was absolutely sublime, he controlled the midfield, obviously it's it seems at the moment it's a bit like one game he plays well, two games he's just kind of floating, then he's back and just needs to find that consistency for me and then he'd be like bang, he'd be flying but that game yesterday, was, I thought well Against Muller, I thought he was excellent. His passing, his shot off the off the post, and then his wonderful goal to the winner for us as well. Just he was just he controlled the game, didn't he?
1: Yeah, I think he's an absolute steal for what we've got him. Um, I, and I, I said that in the in the pod on Friday that I, I can't believe he's that uh, Japanese midfield must be unbelievable because you kind of get yeah. a, a sniff in the squad. Um, I, I think he's perfect in that number eight role. Because he's got he, his engines non stop, even though he gets he keeps getting hooked after 60 minutes, 70 minutes this season for whatever reason. His engine's unbelievable. He, he, he tracks men back to his own byline, he gets forward and gets goals. Uh, he's got a great shot on him, he, he's shown that on numerous occasions. He's he's hardy in the tackle as well. And one thing I've noticed this season that I didn't really see as much last season is he, like his range of passings. he's been yeah, taken. Well. See when he's taking these throws and and pinging them across on the half volley and stuff like that. It's 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 like different class. He's been uh, a standout for me this season in a, in a group of players that there's been a lot of standouts, but for me, he's been right up there with the best uh, in the league this season. I think he's been immense. Um, and if you because I'm always an advocate of getting Calmack in that number eight if we can, but uh, you keep you keep him in that. Uh, quarterback role if, if attack he's playing because for me he's perfect all-round number eight i think he's got everything mm. to play in that position in midfield and he's been he's been absolutely immense and i eh, definitely backed his best on on saturday there i thought he was he was immense and eh, i don't know who got man in the match but i would imagine he wouldn't have been far away if it was yeah
0: i think as well like what you have to remember i think possibly called he was saying obviously after the game that Hatate's only been a professional footballer for four years, obviously, with a system coming out of Japan, university, and then they go into their clubs and stuff, they earn a scholarship, and it kind of progresses from there. But he thinks this is still his baseline in terms of what he can offer selfie Football Club, and that for me, we always use the term frightening and scary, but that is, because mm-hmm. he has a genuine talent, you can see it, and William's right to point out that that they're, the video doing the social media rounds where he takes the, the throw-in for Urano Uran- Uran- against Real Madrid and he just pings it across the alley like it was nothing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely fantastic against probably the best midfielder of the world in Modric. He's doing that as well on the biggest stage. He, he is
2: he when he plays well, he's fantastic, isn't he? Yeah, he's 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 different class. I was actually I was just going to bring that up. The the pass against Real Madrid that night, that was absolutely sensational. And um I, I'm not sure if it was maybe actually in the lead up to the, the attack that Cal McGregor ended up hitting the post, so or or it was certainly maybe around the same the same time in the game. So yeah, that was definitely that was definitely a purple patch for us in that in that game. Um, just a shame we couldn't, we couldn't capitalise mm-hmm. on it. But yeah, it, it, Saturday, yep, I totally agree. It was one of, he's 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 been fantastic all season, but it was that was I would say even a, a, a class above again on on Saturday. Um, a goal fit to win any game, but he, he'd nearly had a done a similar shot in the first half that um, hit the post so. He could have had another one of those as well. He's just um, ah, he's a special player, and it's clear that Ange rates him as well. I think, although we say there's a lot of rotation going on in the team, generally when it's the big games, it's McGregor, O'Reilly, and Hatate yeah. that's going to be the the main three. And yeah, he just he's he's passing's incredible. He he can you know pick a ball out anywhere, and he's got a great shot on him. So yeah, long may long may he continue. Uh, to am glad that's uh, been. Midfield.
1: I'm glad that it's been all positive because he obviously made one howler that led to something that happened later on. <laughs> and a lot, a, lot, a, lot, a lot of people have be getting on his back about that, and it's exactly what Tony was saying earlier about Hart and making however many saves, but they'll get remembered. It was the same for me then. I thought Hatati was man of the match, in my opinion, but he got absolutely sloshed over social media because he's, he's passed back to the Kalmak there. But I'm glad to see that it's positive on here tonight about him.
0: I will, we're obviously going to talk about that, but one thing I, I do want to kind of touch upon as well for me, William, he's been the best Japanese player in, in terms of the whole contingent we have. I think he's been he's taken his level above, and I think he's better made this season. He's performed better in Kyogo because yes, he scores goals in that, but again, he comes in now the game. So I want to see Kyogo be like he was last season, obviously, before his injury, and I, I do believe that will come. But just touching upon him now, this might be this, this is strange, this is just the way my brain thinks. So, the, like. Do you remember Stuart Armstrong for selling the, the dynamic kind of box to box midfielder? He took the ball in, he could play play a pass. He scored that free kick with his quick finger, at Infernes as well. For me, he's a bit like him. Do you see the similarities, or is that just me kind of going off cuff?
1: Um, yeah, it's just you. I think. <laughs> I think. <laughs> I, I, I think. Uh, no, no. I hear what you're saying, but I think for me, Stuart Armstrong was more. He was. He carried the ball. He was great at getting it in and keeping a bit like Rogic. Where you could give yeah. him it and, and he could have two or three around it, but he can carry it into spaces where uh I think I, I, for me, I don't see Hitati as, as that sort of player. But I, I suppose that's Angie's style. I don't think Angie wants anybody to carry it for anyone than two or three touches before they mm-hmm. pop it off again. So
0: it was just one of the ones that came into my head. Obviously Monty comes in. No, you're talking
2: Steven. <laughs> what, 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 what we're going to do, Monty? That's just for sort you. Sort of diplomatic is ever money.
0: Just, just for you, big man. We're going to talk about pissing. That was Rio. Rio Atati's pass to Cal <laughs> McGregor. Anthony, one of them ones. We better rush the blood to the head. A couple of other players pressing him. Didn't look up. And Hank McGregor actually shouted that to him. Played the ball forward
2: when he was going off. Mm-hmm. But it was a was a bad one. And Captain Cal had to take the fall, didn't it? he? He did. And funnily enough, I was actually getting a bit and it was the pass, but obviously Hatati made the, 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 the glaring error, but I, I thought the pass to him was was too sort of straight and, and, and square as well and there'd been a couple of passes like that in that build-up when they were trying to get forward, but they were taking one pass too many and uh, I think it's Jens that plays the ball to, to Hatati and I just thought, no, that's, that's the wrong it wasn't quite a, what we call a hospital ball because it was so far out, but I just felt it was the wrong pass and then Hatati then he just has it, like as Wally said a rush of blood to the head and um it's one of those ones and as much as um as much as in the in the sense that I don't think that the will the, the player that it felt he would I had the technique to get it over heart. I think Carl it he, he was in a, a, a problem with the bit you know he had to just just in that split second, as we say, take one for the team. I actually think Welsh is Welsh is closer on the telly than what um what I, I could see from where I was sitting. So I actually think he actually could have provided cover as well. Um, but whether or not we appeals uh, you know that's that's a moot point. But I get that you know, the slack passes always happen. One even even the, the best in the world will yeah. always make um slack passes, and it's just frustrating that it did happen so near the end of the game when um. You know, when it, you know, as as Ange said in his post-match presser, these things never happen when you're five 0 up and you're just waiting on stoppage time. You know, filling itself out. But um, yeah, it, it was it was frustrating, and obviously we're potentially going to be with the captain for a couple of games. But it's maybe a chance for a bull guard or um, yeah, on Moy to stake a claim, and it'll do it. probably Cal McGregor the world of good for getting a little bit of a rest as well. Uh, well, I think I
0: heard one of the commentators say, so at least he's getting a rest now. Uh, obviously, if we don't appeal the ban. But I think, William, Monty's right. For me, it shouldn't be happening, right? And I know things like this can happen and blah, 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 can kind of can, come into the game at the latter part of it. But patate for me, he can dip a player. He can move past the player. I don't know why he didn't use his body like he usually does in that situation. Calma, Cal McGregor was running up the pitch to kind of meet him in terms of being level with him. He passes the ball back. McGregor makes that run. The mother the player nearly gets in behind him. He had to do it. It was a red card for the team, to be fair. It wasn't like he chopped him down or went in with two feet. It was, for me, a captain's foul. And that, if he didn't do that, it was a bit like, do you remember when Neil Lennon should have took down Kaka instead of running with him against Aye. AC Milan in that guy um, stage? But Cal, Cal McGregor actually took him down. For me, that was the best thing to do, though. Aye. Um,
1: I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, hindsight's a wonderful thing. I- uh, I hear what you're saying about dipping the, and, and beating the boy but I mean uh, these things happen like Tony says the best yeah, Modric will make a slack pass from time to time and I think that with the style of play we've got we're susceptible to that at times when Calmax is your last man back because we're, we're, we're trying to get another goal we're, so we're susceptible to these uh, these counters in the high press and it's just a, it's just a slack pass it happens uh, I'm not going to Chastising for it, like I said, because I thought he was man in the match for me, and he's oh, and he uh, scored, yeah, yeah. scored the goal that won us the game as well. So, um, I'm not, I'm not so sure I agree, agree with this whole th- that shouldn't have happened because it does. Even the best get it wrong. Even the best strikers in the world miss open goals at times. It just, it, it's, it's, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's we're susceptible, to it and it happened, and that was it. And Kamik did th- do the right thing. I Agree with you, but get off attacking yeah. back for fuck's sake.
0: you you just really (laughs) you you really
1: have positivity big man you
0: absolutely love it well one thing i do want to talk about and this has kind of been in my mind for a while egyptian king brought it up here and i'll come to you for this anthony Mm -hmm. i read o'reilly highly but he definitely has been quite lately and then further down the chat i think it was i can't say i said not sure if the transfer speculation is affecting o'reilly can you see that yeah for me Obviously, I mean, Gary Melrose come in there as well, say the stats say he's been brilliant. And talk about stats, there will be another episode of the stats trap this week. I just need to organise a date with Tony, who's going out to watch the Leipzig game in Germany. So have good fun at that and hopefully a positive result we're going to come on to. But it does look like already has went off the boil a bit. For me, it doesn't look quite the same. I know he rolls well for that header and it was a cracking header and Kyle almost stole the goal off him. He, I still think it would have went in kind of with a spin. But you think that maybe the transfer speculation has not got into his head, but maybe affected his mindset.
2: Well, it, it, there's no doubt he had one of his quieter games um, on on Saturday. But again, when you look back at his, his body of work before that, you know, he, he, I thought he, he did OK again, uh, against the likes of Real Madrid. I'm I, I remembering, mean, I didn't see the full game against Shakhtar, but I, I don't recall him having too poor a game. And I don't think he he wasn't in the team against St. Mirren, wasn't he? Not. Hmm. And for a moment, he so yeah, on. I think he came on. I, I, I think no. he's he's guilty, or he's a victim of what possibly so many of the other guys in the team are. Is that the the, the the bar's been they've raised the bar so high that the minute the minute that they only have a six out of ten game, it's you know it's all you know it's all negativity. Um, I don't necessarily I mean, for. Transfer speculation is only happens if there's actually solid bids, and there wasn't any solid bids. There was Twitter talk and internet speculation, and you know the desires of the Sun and Daily Record uh, chimps um, masquerading as journalists. There was never a, a concrete offer put in for O'Reilly. It was all speculation, as 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 I say. And um, I don't see. I mean, if if you're if you're Matt O'Reilly right now and you're you're bossing it in the Champions League. A relegation fight with Leicester City. I can only say, if it was for myself, even I know, even if you weren't a Celtic supporter, you wouldn't. That's not. That's not a career. That's not an upward career move. And um, mm. I just think, um, yeah, everyone by their own standards, I would say, had a probably quite a quiet game on Saturday, but. Um, It'll be okay, Stephen. It'll be okay.
0: I'm only saying <laughs> what the, the ship saying. I mean, me personally, William, I do agree with it to a certain extent. Monty comes in. I don't think O'Reilly would be thinking about moving away from something, maybe just a bit of it. And he actually did, hopefully if you've seen one of his press conferences, he did confirm that Leicester and Newcastle were actually sniffing around him. So there was concrete interest. Obviously, he heard that from his, his agent. But do you think O'Reilly, I know it's going to, going to come out of your mouth, William, before he can come to you right now,
1: do you think he's just been a wee bit off at the moment? Couldn't dis- uh, I disagree more? <laughs> Tell me why, let's go. I let's go. On. It was only three, four weeks ago that he was unbelievable against Rangers and his assist for Jota was like out of this world. Um, I think he's been decent in the Champions League. He didn't start against St. Mern and he was fairly solid the other night. <laughs> so I don't see what's like, we've only played three games since. We were pumping everybody, and now it's like he's a bit off the boil. I just don't understand. Uh, And to be fair to him as well, it's difficult when you're getting hooked after an hour every single game for you to to show your qualities. eh? Um, uh, No, I disagree again, guys. Sorry, but I'm disagreeing tonight. (laughs) Like I said, it was only three, four weeks ago. We've only played since the Rangers game where I thought he was electric, as the whole team was. Um, We've played, what, three, four games? Two in the Champions League, which I thought I think he's done really well in. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought the first half against Real Madrid, he was actually exceptional in the press. It's as good as I've ever seen him. Uh, Shakhtar played decent, and he didn't start against them. So, <laughs> so oh, I think
0: no, uh, again, <laughs> again, it's all about opinions. Steve,
2: and I like would you rather have your favorite Aaron Moy? Taking
0: his place. Anthony, I'll remove you from this stream if you say that one more time. Monty has come in here and said, has Ross been put out on loan? No. The big man just completed a marathon and he done it in four hours and eight minutes. Absolutely fantastic effort from Ross and his friend Lee, I believe. So good on you. Ross will be back on this Friday coming. So, So look out for that. He is back. He's just been training. Really well market. Uh, and
2: Stephen says he's back on Friday it's the most anticipated return since Triple H in Madison Square Garden <laughs> 2002. <laughs> oh, he'll love that
1: wrestling
2: reference I, 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 I know it, exactly that's why I do it because I know he's a massive wrestling fan <laughs> is
1: that,
0: yeah. is that a bit guy, O'Reilly? I, I, I hope it is Otherwise the I said me too William. me too movement going on here Ran Kelly, <laughs> Kelly sometimes going off the boil does cool and trust mother in clubs for the likes of O'Reilly but he'll be back again soon. I suppose he'll find his form again. and can still have a good food season. It's 100%. I'm just merely going from what people are saying. And I like to bring it up, and you guys disagree. That's, that's 100 But we'll <laughs> move on to the midweek game, Anthony, and we're back in European football against RB Leipzig in Germany. They won their previous game there on the weekend, 2-0. And Konku got the two, the, a double he got them. A dangerous player. They've got Timo Werner up front as well, signed him from Chelsea for a big fee. A club for me that regardless of the results that happened last season in European football, you kind of have to disregard that and look look at them for what they are now. I know they aren't doing particularly well in the Bundesliga, but they seem to be finding their feet at just the right time they they come to face us. And we're getting into this with potentially Welsh and Jens at centre-back. Is that a concern for yourself? Because for me, I'll give you my two-pence worth on it. I think it is a big concern for me. They got booted against St Mirren. They don't look like they've formed a decent partnership or understand how each other play. Maybe because they're probably similar. That's fair enough. Jens obviously looks more comfortable beside figures. Like likewise with Welsh, because more experienced player can kind of bring them onto the game. But getting into the getting into this final game with them two at the back it's given
2: me a bit of the, the fear, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I think it go, it goes without saying, and it's not even a disrespect to, to the two players that you mentioned, but. Not going into an away game in the Champions League without your your star man at the back. Um, Chris Sutton was quoted as saying last week that he thinks um Carter Vickers is Celtic's most important player. And you can actually absolutely, absolutely understand why, because you definitely do see there are and maybe that's potentially if you know if it could it could be affecting, you know, maybe some confidence at the back. Um you just get bring such a you know, such a era calm about him, and um, I think him and staff felt when fully fit, the way it is at the moment probably will go back to being the first choice partnership. Um, obviously, CCV and Jens had um, struck up a good partnership at the start of the year. Um, he did have his Livingston away performance a couple of weeks ago at, at St. Mary, I, I, I do agree, Stephen. Um, but having said that, I thought he, he had an open. He didn't do anything spectacular, but he didn't do anything anything wrong on Saturday either. That you know, he was he was relatively uh, composed. I think. Well, I mean, that, that's be fair. Honestly, Motherwell don't have Timo Werner and cookie up front, like true, so. True. They're going to be but fairly I, I do comfortable. I think. Like... By the same point, I think Stephen Welsh is. He's. He is, there's no doubt. He's. He's definitely. I went through a little bit of crisis of confidence. I think. he's... He, you know, we remember we, we've seen the heroics of Jack Henry for Scotland the last couple of weeks, but we, we remember. There was a period at time at Celtic as well when it just everything, everything that it, it touched, it just that it, you could just see that his confidence had had completely gone. I don't think Stephen Welsh is quite at that level just yet, but I think he's just perhaps needing a game where nothing quite goes wrong for him, so to speak. And we just have one of those games where we, we blow some a team out of the water, and that will just let him, you know, compose himself a little bit. Um, listen, if, if if we have to go. And face Timo Werner, where I make a, a back sort of a back four that's not our most um, sort of experienced. Then we'll just have to we'll just have to run with it. But um, yeah, I, I, there's no doubt missing CCV is going to be a massive a massive loss, and the quicker we can get him back, the better because he is. He's just I agree with Chris certainly. I think he is our most important player, um, maybe along with Callum McGregor. But um, yeah, it's. Um, in terms of Red Bull themselves, I agree with you, Stephen. I think this is a team that are perhaps just... I think they'd hit rock bottom a few weeks back yeah. and then obviously the the massive um, defeat uh, to Shakhtar at home. But I think they'll be a bit more organised come come Wednesday night. I don't think this is a... I think because we got a result in Shakhtar in terms we've got a point on the board and the fact that we've got two home games coming up, I don't think this is a must win for Celtic and especially with the, the injuries that you mentioned and the fact that we'll be going up with a sort of makeshift back four. If somebody said right now that we'd come out of Leipzig with a point with two home games to come, I would probably, I would take that every day of the week. Um, obviously, well, you want well, them to win, we always do, but right now, I'd I I'd be more than happy with a point. We will come on to the result in a wee second. I want to bring up some of the, the comments
0: Gary Melrose, uh, Leipzig's two attackers from our class. All due respect, wells Welsh or Jens R. Monty, lighthearted, Can I get the thought of Ross at the wrestling front row and up the men and tights all <laughs> sweaty? <laughs> Sean the Mac, totally agree with Sutton. Carter Fickers is our most important player, Tony. And Kenny, Watson from the airport, boys about to depart to Berlin and on the Leipzig. Have a safe journey. Enjoy, enjoy, a great time, enjoy, great enjoy, time. enjoy the game. But coming to your, yourself, William, I mean, for me, as I said, if you if you're facing like again, it's, it's no disrespect, but, but I said it before. Welsh for me, he's not something class. I think it may be in domestic level, you get away with it in, in the cup competitions, but European levels. different Gravy, when you're playing against Timo Werner, he was and albeit didn't really work out well for him in the Premier League, but now he's back in the the Bundesliga where he had loads and loads of kind of goals and all before he moved that made that move to Chelsea. He's back where it started for him. It is for me a concern, and you have Taylor and you have Juranovic, You've got two of your first choice back four. Get into Leipzig, it's, it doesn't put, look good for me from that outset. Attacking-wise, there's rumours as well, William, that a battle could be out due, due to the, a religious ceremony that happens in Israel. Can't quite remember the name of it, but again, big misses if, if Carter-Vickers and the battle miss out.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's not ideal going into the game. Yeah. Um... With that, uh, yeah, it's for me, it's just CCV, he needs to be in there. I, I mean, the gaffer said at the weekend that he's not going to be fit for the for the Motherwell game, but he, he, he could make Wednesday, so uh, I wouldn't be putting all your eggs in one basket. Hopefully, he makes it, but I, I agree. I said, I, I said all last year, um, I said there was three players in the team last year that were irreplaceable, everybody else was, and that's not to say like Kyogo's not as good. But when he dropped out the team, we didn't miss him because Gigi was there to come in, etc. really O'Reilly, Turnbull, like, they're all wonderful players, but somebody can come in and do a job. And uh, I said last year that Hart, it's changed this year because I think Seagrish could come in and do a job. But I agree with what Tony's saying because the three last year, I said with Hart, uh, CCV and CalMac, I think CalMac and CCV are the two that are irreplaceable in that first 11. Um, So it would be a big blow if he didn't make it. Hopefully he does make it. Um, I really like the look of Jens I know there's there's mistakes in him and as there is everybody Starfelt was making mistakes when he came in but um, a, lot of, a lot of love for Wales tonight yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Jens is I, I can see why Jens is an Ange signing because he's really a proper ball playing defender he, like he's as he's, he's good as he's probably their best at bringing the ball out for the back I would say he's better than ccv uh, at, yes. at doing that I agree. side of the game but um, yeah, I think it's—I don't know if it's the communication side of things or whatnot—but CCV, beside anybody, seems to be um, our strongest, strongest backline. It's a shame that Starfield's been injured actually, because he—he was brilliant yeah. towards the end of last season, and he—the the, the little cameos he's made this year—he's looked great. So, uh, but I know what you're saying—we're uh, going in against a team with, with Werner and and and, Kung, and Kung up front. I know they've been a bit; their form's been a bit indifferent. The new managers came mm-hmm. in and. They've got a great result against Dortmund. I think they beat them 3-0. Um, but then a week, I think a week later, they got beat off Gladback 3 3-0. So it's ebbs and flows. Hopefully we catch them on a not-so-good night. But even if they come at their best, I still think we're more capable of getting something out of the game. Um, I, Like Tony, I think I, I would take a draw. Um, But that's not how we play. We're we'll going to go and get the win. So that's first and foremost. But if we come away with a draw, I won't be too disappointed. Especially, like you say, if it is... Um, Wilson, Jens, then uh, it's going to be a big blow. But I I, I think, I, I'm hopeful that CCV will make it, especially after what the gaffer said at the weekend. As Presser, he said, yeah. if I think the first question, the Presser was, what's the injury like after the na- national break? And he said, GG and CCV won't make the weekend, but they should be fit for next week. So I'm taking that as, they'll be fit for Wednesday night. Yeah. I think the only one he said wasn't, was, uh, Star felt it was Starfelt's going to be out for the foreseeable. So I, I'm hopeful they will make it.
0: Yeah, if he, make it, if he makes it and he's fitting enough, he has to start that game regardless. like oh, yeah, Gary 100%. Melrose comes in. Leipzig are in a transit, transition from attacking the that manager with a chaotic system. Sector got them at the best time. They've been recovering in time for us. A point would be brilliant. Three would be amazing. That brings Agreed. me all, Willie. I'll come straight back to you. I said the use in terms of what we're going to talk about, I think personally this is a must-win game for Celtic going away to Germany for our hopes to, in, in European football to be real relived and get, get through the last sixteen in the Champions League. I, I think it sets it up quite nicely. I know people are talking about bringing them home and getting six points maximum of uh, Shakhtar and Leipzig at Salvic Park, but you can't guarantee that's going to happen. Agreed. I, think we, I think we need to go into this game with the mindset to get a positive result. And the Leverkusen games, albeit they weren't the greatest, and we've got goals and stuff against them, they give me hope, because we competed against a very good Leverkusen side last year, when we weren't quite at full tilt, still not a, a full squad together, and Anz call in the team, managed to deliver a good game against them Over the both games, but that's my opinion. I know you said a draw, but that that still is, would Leipzig, say, no, be shacked on four points, wouldn't it? And we'd be on two if they yeah, get beat by Madrid.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. So for yes. me, for for me, I think it's a must win, and, and, and I know you said okay. a draw, but can, can you see where I'm coming from?
1: Yeah, no, I hear what you're saying, mate, and I'll. You're saying about going to get a positive result. That's the only way Ange knows how to play. He's not going to go out and he will not be saying this to the, the players. He'll not be saying, you know what? We'll get the, try and get the one, but if we want, to, if we get a draw, I'll be happy. What is <laughs> 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 um, well, brilliant, bud? Uh, aye, no, I hear what you're saying, and I see honestly. See if we are more clinical, we're, we're, we'll beat mm. them. We just need to put the ball in the back of the net. That Shakhtar game was—I I, I can't believe we only drew that game away. We, We—I thought we were excellent and we should have scored at least another one goal. I thought we were we were superb and we just need to take our chances. And if we do, we—if um, we do, we'll win the game because we'll create chances. We'll, there's a hundred percent we'll create chances and we'll create a handful of them. It's just whether we take them or not and and we we'll keep them out of the other end. Uh, and I think we're more capable, But like I say, I, I, what you said there, I'm I'm in the agreement. If we get six points for our home games, we're in a right good chance of getting through this group. And a draw would be, uh, and I know what you're saying, we're not guaranteed six points. No, no, I, know, yep. I know that. But I don't I don't see this as a must win, like you're saying. Uh, I, I'd probably say it's just a must. I, I do not lose because I, mm-hmm. I think we could lose it and still go through to be honest with you. I think these two home mm-hmm. games are pivotal, are really, really yeah. pivotal. So, I uh, want to win it? Obviously, I think I think we'll, I think we will. But I would take a draw. I wouldn't be too disappointed.
0: Hundred percent. I mean, for me personally, that we we'll have to be honest. Salve Park hasn't been a, a fortress in European football in quite some time. So that's for me why the points definitely aren't guaranteed against Schachter and Leipzig. Because in previous years, you could be like, yeah we'll take them, we'll, we'll get a result and possibly three points in the bag. But Podrick comes in here with an interesting one. Anthony, has that draw with Shakhtar shook our confidence slightly in an attacking sense? Because we have slightly dropped off being more clinical, taking our chances. And as William rightly said, if we do take them, albeit I believe we'll concede, maybe a couple of goals. So we need to be firing all cylinders to get a result in Germany. Do you think that's maybe a concern
2: with said Can you see what he's saying there? Yeah, well, I think um, a friend of the show, uh, James E P Wrote an article, a similar article going along similar lines after the Shakhtar game. I think, um listen, there's no doubt. You know, there's definitely you, you. think of that one aspect, the the two chances at the end with Yakimakis and Maida, You know, you just you're still in disbelief almost that we've not even hit the target. You know, rather than even scoring the goal, but um, it it could be. Uh, obviously, we've not been as clinical. it's a fact. We've not been as clinical in front of goal since, but. I would like to think that even if that has been the case, that um, uh, that the gaffer will have kind of been working, and the coaches will be working with the players to try and eradicate that as much as they can. I think, uh, but in, in terms of the the match itself, I'm, I'm kind of in the camp with Willian, but I, I totally take your point, Stephen. That you know, Celtic Park's not been that that fortress that it has for for quite some time now. So six points at home is absolutely by no means a given, but I do think from what I've seen in the tournament so far, I'm as confident as I can be as going and winning the the games at home, um, which would get us right back in contention, so like I say, obviously as you guys say, Ange isn't going to go out and play for a draw, we only know one way under um, Ange and that's the way I would want them to play, go out and play for the win, but just obviously if if somebody said to me right now, you'll get out of there with a point on the board, another point on the board, sorry, I would I would take it, I have to say.
0: Fair enough. I mean, Gary Melrose comes in, he's made some cracking points tonight. Mm-hmm. What's important to me is that for the first time in the years, decades, I'm not dreading it and I think we're capable of winning away by playing our game in the Champions League, not hanging on and open. I think that's an that's absolutely annoying. fantastic point because yeah. years and years in, in terms of playing European football, we all know how League's away record has been absolutely shambolic and also not winning. A, a knockout tie since 2004 which is it's it's horrendous to be fair like it's it's madness but i do want to point to something and that's the Fear takeover it's back again this month with jed thomas on the last friday i think the 30th if, if i can remember correctly he'll be on doing the Fear takeover of us if anyone's interested please contact us on social media or reach out to the end of sales podcast channel on twitter instagram facebook wherever it may be we'd love to get you on. Getting to have a couple of pints on that. that's a be great crack. getting involved with it. But coming to you, William, you kind of round it off here. There is a few tasty ones in my lineup, kind of changes, but what would you change? What would be your prediction and the score?
1: Um I would go with I would go with the same team that played Saturday. I like Maeda in Europe. I know everybody's getting on his back as well a bit, but I like um I like my Maeda and his work rate. Um I think aureli has been fantastic. Kyogo i always nip in with a goal. So I'll go to the same team unless CCV's fit and then obviously he would go in for Welsh. But I, I think it'll I think it'll be the same team. And I think we'll win. What's the score then? Two one. Two one.
2: For enough Anthony yourself, mate? Uh yeah, the same as Wally, to be honest, mate. I think um Ma either gives you that gives you that kind of that constant work rate in Europe. I think Jota's not done anything to risk you know, to merit being dropped. And especially if a bad is potentially a doubt, then that kind of that negates that um debate. And um I think Kyogo will start because I don't think um, I don't think <laughs> he would bring it in a kind of half fit GG is to, to start. Um so yeah like you say, it'll probably be the same team unless CCV's fit. But, um, having said that, we, that's what we thought a couple of weeks ago and Haxabanovich ended up starting and had a great first half uh, in Shakhtar. So, it'll, uh, it remains to be seen what, what team we'll get. But uh, So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for the same team as well. And, uh, ach, 2-1 in Europe is so always a great result for <laughs> So I'll, 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 uh, I'll put my, my hat on that I, I for think putting on as
1: well. the best thing about this to now. See, on Wednesday, if we come in and if it's no Maeda that's playing but it's Haksabanovich or a we're not going to be disappointed. It doesn't really matter yeah. who flings in there, we're still going to be excited because the, the squad depth depth's that good. That they, they all give different options. And I am for am for one really excited about Haksabanovich. I really want to see a so bit more I. of him. I really yeah. want to see some more of him. Um so hopefully in the league games coming up, he'll get a run of games because I, I think he's I think he's gonna be a player. And I think Jot on one side and him on the other's a scary thought
0: he's, he's deceivingly
1: quick he doesn't look the quickest yeah. but he gets by his man quite easily and he, he has
0: a good uh, right or left peg on him because he hits shots with both especially that one against Razors where he stung the, the palms of John McLaughlin in that game but the point to the, the comments Paul McFarland, 2-1 for Celtic let's get some positivity Monty play the same team but point to Tate in the dress <laughs> Alistair Jack one each Chris D our chances have to come at some stage Sean the Mac 2-2 for me and then Podrick wants to know the prices. I have no idea what the prices may be in this, but get Logan. I'm sure they're good. I mean, for me personally, uh, Jed Thomas as well. Fuck it, we'll win two 0 I, as, as I said, as, as I said, for me, it's it's a must win game. I'll go for myself. Joe Hart and Nets possibly Segrist, then We we'll do Joe Hart, Juranovic, I'll go Jens, Abelgard, Taylor, mm. McGregor. Hatate O'Reilly, Yakimakis through the middle, Jada on the left and Mead on the right, and I'll go two one as well as Celtic. The reason why I say, the reason like, why I say in charge the reason why I say the, the reason why I say guard right? Now, let me let me make my point here. There was a person in the comments as well who said it, it was in my mind. He's played centre back before for mm-hmm. Kazan in Russia, a tough league. Let's be honest, physical strikers, all the rest of it. If he can offer stuff on there that Wells can't, I'd put them in. No issue at all. He yeah. did it with Hexabanovich against Shakter. Why can't he do it with him? Do you know what I
1: mean? Yeah, good could, eh? aye. totally.
0: So that's that's my reason. And as I said to, to you that before, there will be an episode of Stats Rap this week to look back on the RB Leipzig game and the Mother World game. More in-depth figures, analytics, data. If you're interested, what's along. It's great, crack. It's an process. It's all about all... the XG. All about the XG is right. <laughs> Anthony, but
1: to you. Steve, have you enjoyed this one? Pleasure as always, mate. I love it. Can't get enough.
2: Yeah, ab- absolutely, mate. Thanks to Franco for you know that last-minute switch and the schedule. I don't know I was meant to be on on Friday. I think folk will probably be sick of the sound of my voice. I've been going be on two or three in a row now. But uh, <laughs> he's will will be glad to know that he's going to see me for a fortnight because I'm uh, off on holidays <laughs> next week. So I'll see you in a couple of weeks. Enjoy, bud. I
0: am hoping. Hope you enjoy it, buddy. Alistair Jack, thank fuck Stephen, is not the boss. Thanks, Alistair. <laughs> thank you. Those are compliments. And as I say, our show sponsors, they're here. Beer52. Get on it. Beer52.com forward slash sales, Free cases of beer. All that great stuff. We magazine that to read. But until Friday, when Ross is back from his marathon, stay well and keep safe. He'll heel.